Welcome to the Welsh Yogi Podcast. Okay, everyone, welcome back to series two, basically, of the Welsh Yogi Podcast, where today we're going to, you're going to walk me through the metaverse, right? Yeah. So like... Uh, Explain what the metaverse is. Yeah, about a Thursday ago. Uh-huh. To, uh, to talk about the metaverse in the app Before you start, actually, can I just go over two things? Yes. One is while you're explaining what the metaverse is, because I did a part of the course I was doing earlier was on um, listening, okay, reflective listening. So as you're telling me about the metaverse, I want to practice my listening skills according to... Uh, what I learned. Sounds good. Is that okay? Yeah. I've also got some uh, like feedback from our last podcast, you know, like people sending messages and okay, stuff. Okay, okay. And so because I wasn't sure, like, because you've got um, privacy rules and things, wasn't it? So I've just changed the words a bit just so, it, you know, you don't get sued or something. This is from... We are a big deal, so people are going to sue us and we got loads of money. <laughs> so this is uh, this is last year. These are a couple of. Uh, this is from uh, Joan. Her name is that a fake name? Hi, Welsh yogis. The series on Isho Panishad was really enlightening, and I found the interviews enjoyable. I found Gopal humorous and handsome. <laughs> so there's one. Uh, Did you write this? Sorry, no. I might have changed some of the words. Okay. <laughs> Dear Welsh yogi podcast, you two rock. Especially Gopal. <laughs> this is... Dear WYP. Wow, they've abbreviated yeah. it. I really enjoyed the series. It helped a lot. How can I get involved? Some might want to tackle wait, wait, wait. this uh, podcast. Is this, this is from real people. P.S. Oh, okay. Gopal is cool. <laughs> I like Back the Root, but also he must feel so privileged to be on a podcast with Gopal. Wow. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for that one. Thank you, Ben. Um, Jessica, Gopal shines in the podcast like a million suns. And this one's from Clarice. Dear Back to Rupa. This is one for you. Okay. Stop breathing into the mic. <laughs> Stop breathing like a dragon. Have you ever thought of giving Gopal a gift? <laughs> Perhaps a back massage for carrying the podcast for the last entire season. <laughs> That would be a nice comment. <laughs> no, that was... Uh, you got some nice ones as well. Anyway, so I just thought we'd start with that, showing mm. that. Um, Thanks for that. That was really um, uplifting. Yeah, so as... So, enlightenment... Because I'm not sure what the metaverse is, but I'm told it's the next big thing. Yeah, it's the next big thing. I did a little talk about um, the metaverse mm-hmm. um, last Wednesday in Atma, or the Wednesday before last. And uh, we talked about the metaverse in relation to the the yoga texts of India. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, we're going into it, like Sankhya Yoga. Have you seen the, um, the the keynote with Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook? The keynote? Keynote. Do you know what a keynote is? No. Do you remember like when they used to release an Apple product? They no. do like a keynote? Oh, you're not, you're not really. I haven't, I haven't. You're a different type of TV nerd. or anything or for. That's a good point. 10 years, <clears throat> 12 years, I don't know what keynote is. Yeah, a keynote is like when they present their new 
mm-hmm. sort of projects and plans. And like when they announced the iPhone, have you seen that picture of Steve Jobs on a stage? And he's like, un- un- unleashing the iPhone. Just looking at me yeah. blank. Yeah. No, wrong one. It was a. Uh... <laughs> By the way, we've got a new um, podcast little machine, so we've got sounds. But no, um, basically, Mark Zuckerberg did a keynote about the metaverse mm-hmm. in which he sort of explained that they're changing their company name, Facebook, to Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying my reflective distance. So you're saying Mark Zuckerberg gave a keynote address where they're changing the name of Facebook to the Metaverse. Oh, just to Meta. To Meta. So if you go on Instagram or Facebook now, it says, powered by Meta. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went he went deeper in, in, in this keynote, which you can find online, to um he was he was looking at the camera and saying you know things have changed recently people mm-hmm. are working from home nowadays um here at here at meta we're trying to um develop our ability to connect with people like he looks he looks at the camera do you trust mark like a virgo not not very have much. you seen that picture of him like drinking his cup of water like a lizard yeah 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 he's got a bit of um sort of a a robotic way about him, mm. you know. He acts like a machine. Did you watch that film about him? Uh, as a film on his life. Oh, uh, the Social Network. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, I saw it. I thought it was. I think it was nice. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. It's put him in a good light. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but it was long before, you know, the shenanigans at Facebook. Because I, you know, we've been watching. You said a long time ago you were talking about that um, social dilemma. Mm. Yeah, that documentary. <clears throat> yeah, and I watched that documentary just to prepare for the talk. Mm-hmm. And it was really like, it, it got me thinking, it's deep actually, like the way that these kind of tech companies have developed algorithms. Um, they've they've written codes that its main purpose is to keep people on social media as long as possible. Yeah. To be able to sell advertising to them. And it works too well. Yeah. Almost. So like the algorithms are, are something called self-writing code. Mm. So in other words, like they learn, it's machine learning. So they learn how they like test things out on us. Mm. And now they've got it down to a T where you can spend 10 minutes on Instagram and they mm. know you better than your wife. Mm. You know, like they know exactly the way you think and exactly what to show you yeah. to keep you on there. My phones, my YouTube and face- Facebook are like that. They yeah. know... It's stuff that I'm not even. I wouldn't even tell. I wouldn't. Don't even think I'm interested in. Mm. But for some reason, it's the sort of clickbait that it's pressing your buttons. Yeah, yeah. My 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 kind of stuff is uh, MMA knockouts. Uh huh. Like they they tend to throw a lot of that down, and and tattoos. Right. I'm obsessed with tattoos. Like they just keep showing me tattoos. I don't want to know about it, but they're there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mine's mine has changed. It used to be. I don't know what it is now. It used to be like, it used to be like effort. boxing was one thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I I could meet, so I know everything that's happening in the boxing world at the minute. Yeah, I haven't actually seen a boxing match. Good You news. know, it's just ridiculous. It is a bit, it's a bit worrying anyway. So they know exactly how our brains work and what mm. buttons to press. And they also send notifications when you haven't been on there for X amount of time. Mm. They're like, we need to remind them that Facebook exists. Mm. So these companies are, are super well engineered to be able to keep uh, keep our attention. So then this is what's worrying is that Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook, or now Meta, hmm. he's um, talking about how we're going to, into the future, we're going to move into an, a new um, phase of the internet called the metaverse. Hmm. 
Um, and and in this keynote, he's he enters into a, a virtual reality kind of space. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of saying, like, you know, imagine a space where you can have all of the things you ever wanted. You know, you can design it how you like. And you can even have things from the real world in your virtual world. And imagine you can have the nicest view in the whole world. And and, and you can you can hang out here. And it's like it's, it's, there's a very like science fiction kind of evil vibe to it. Mm. I I don't get it. I don't. Know. I think I said this to you before. I don't understand why it's. Mm. How is it so different to World of Warcraft, for it's, example, things that have been around for decades? I think what's what's different about it is that it's it's now entering an immersive 3D space. Uh-huh. Before there was that disconnect of the level of the screen, you know. Yeah. But it's 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 they're trying to move it towards a direction where it's now it's it's gathering all of your senses like there's even smells and yeah there's there's um there's talk of of um neural hookups yeah so like they um they connect the machine to your brainstem Mm -hmm. this is like maybe in the future a bit further but they'll be able to dictate what kind of data goes into your brain Mm mm-hmm and what kind of... Um, a proper matrix. Yeah, and stuff, catch what it? kind of data comes out of your brain. So it's mm. like um, inputs and outputs. So they're controlling your whole experience. And like, I guess the ominous side of that is that if all of our experiences are in this immersive realm, then... And these companies that are designed to... Like they've got algorithms to keep our attention. That's the thing, you know. They're gonna know exactly. They're gonna just hijack us fully. Mm. Like we're just gonna be stuck in this machine because they know exactly how to keep us there. And that's how I feel when I've, you know, when I'm on my phone and I've been trapped looking yeah. through it. After, like, if I reflecting on it, I don't want to do that. No. You know, it's like a. I feel like I've been tricked and trapped mm. into doing something. So, on one side, you might think, oh yeah, this, these algorithms are making me you know giving me what i want but it's not really what i want it just glues me to the screen and actually makes me depressed and i think oh, i've wasted so much time that i could have been in you know like personally i'd otherwise engage in doing something useful or my own sort of spiritual development yeah self-development self-realization mm. but instead yeah you just you feel like you've been cheated out of some time yeah and time is most as like you said before time is the most valuable thing yeah you can't yeah. buy back a second of time you know Sorry, using the soundboard, but so that's that's the idea is that he's he wants to get us into this this metaverse, mm-hmm. and it's really it's kind of there's like dark elements to it as well, like and, and uh, actually, but like um say for instance you're in the metaverse and people are bullying you, he mm-hmm. said something like this it's like you can teleport away to your own private bubble, you know, so it's almost like if we're having problems in life, he's given a facility for us to teleport away. Mm. Instead of like trying to learn from anyway, but it's for me it seems like we're just going deeper into the matrix, deeper mm. into the world of illusion, and that was kind of the on on the Wednesday talk, Thursday talking Atma Wednesday 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 yeah. talking Atma, I started talking about how this idea of virtual reality simulation theory, um, mm. kind of in other words, this this kind of plane of existence that we currently dwell in according to many philosophers from different fields of life, like from like the ancient Greeks, the French philosophers, even all the way back to the ancient Vedic texts, they've all described how this world has a kind of illusory quality. Mm-hmm. And, and then the modern theories more, are using more computer language to say that 
it's almost like so that's what simulation theory is is the idea that um, computer technology is going to increase and increase and increase to a level where eventually you'll be able to perfectly replicate the physics of this existence and then you can enter into that existence and then the theory is okay how do we know that we're not currently living already in a simulation for like a higher realm of being you know Mm -hmm. and their idea is that it's like a fractal thing so like within the simulation they get to a certain point where they can now create a simulation and then you have simulations within the simulations you know Mm. so it's kind of like a bit of a speculative theory but that book that we talked about in the last season Maya the world is virtual reality Mm. so this is Richard L. Thompson that one you explained really nicely in that episode it's cool to be a fool that was the episode it was embarrassing but but no I've been been thinking about it since I think I've become a lot smarter since then so, <laughs> the pride comes before the fall, but but the idea he he presents something called brain in the brain in a vat theory. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that you you have a brain, and you take it out of the, the human, and you keep it uh-huh. in some kind of liquid where it can preserve itself. Yeah, like a little mass, like a glass jar. Yeah, was it a Futurama? Yeah, well they got heads in a jar. Yeah, and then you connect that brain up to different wires and like what we said earlier, the neural hijacking, like. You 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 connect connect that brain to a computer and simulate his experience. How would that person who's experiencing have any idea that he's not in the real world? Mm-hmm. And the kind of answer is there is you can't there is no mm. way to understand that you know. And this is um, then there's Rene Descartes who is um, he's a French philosopher. Mm-hmm. Do you know you know yeah. about, do you know anything about him? Uh, our friend Bamsi. Oh yeah, he knows a lot about. Really, like the actor was saying that he's talking the actual French and oh, it's a French French language, like yeah, French language, like yeah. <laughs> okay, I think it's recording again. Okay, Descartes. So he, it was the quote was I think therefore I am, mm-hmm. but actually in French it was a different language. I think we just had a little technical glitch with our recording machine. Um, but he had a Descartes had a theory called the evil evil demon hypothesis. So he was he was such he was a speculative philosopher. So in other words, he was trying to understand reality by observing himself and coming up with theories and using his mental power mm. to try and um, get to the bottom of reality. And this line of thought eventually got him to the point where he developed this hypothesis, quite a paranoid hypothesis, that he was actually living in a in an illusory world. A deluge, He was in a delusion and there was an evil demon that was controlling him, basically. Mm-hmm. So there's this quote... I th- I shall think that the sky, the air, the earth, colours, shapes, sounds, and all external things are merely the delusions of dreams which the demon has devised to ensnare my judgment. So that's, that's a bit. That's. Would you say that's a bit paranoid? Yeah, very paranoid. So he's like every all everything that he's experienced is just in the demon that ensnaring him. Mm-hmm. I shall falsely consider myself as having hands or eyes or flesh or blood or senses, but but then the consequence of him thinking in this way was that he couldn't trust any any sensory sensory inputs. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that because that's what we talked about at the beginning of Sri Shapanishad when we read that, that there's, we, actually it's kind of true, our senses are imperfect, you know? Mm. So he, he, he devised that he couldn't trust his senses for understanding anything about the world. But he, he, his, like, sa- his saving thing, the thing that, that pleased him, was that at least he knew he existed. So like that was the that was the core of his philosophy was that he existed like that's all he could deduce by mental speculation mm-hmm. was okay at least I know I exist like, that's something I can be sure of so yeah, so it's almost like that observer like he peeled it back to the level where he was like okay I'm observing reality 
I can't trust reality in any way because he, he's, I guess, on that paranoid line mm -hmm. of things. But at least I know that I am experiencing reality. So it's that it's, quite, it's it is still kind of an elevated place to get to because there's because there's a lot of people. It's not super elevated, but yeah, I think that separation <clears throat> between the observer and the observed. Mm. Like I, I am different from what I am aware of, yeah. sort of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, but that's where um, you have to make some sort of logical sort of. You have to. Um, so, like, if I'm driving down the motorway and it's pouring down with rain, and I've got my wipers on, and I see the other cars on the motorway, mm. you know, I, you know, it's possible it's all just a, an illusion, but. It's likely that well, if there's other cars, then inside those cars, even though I can't see them, there's there's people driving those cars around. Yeah. So. You know it's. Uh, but how do you know they're not NPCs? Yeah, which, well, is, which in video game talk is non-player characters. Yeah, or like the Truman Show, where he's yeah. the only he's everyone. Only. Everyone else is just an acting. Well, that's that's why you have to. That's where it takes some. What's the word? Empathy. Mm. You know, to, you know. What's the most likely? Yeah. Sort of scenario. You know, I seem to, you know, I, I interact with this body I, in a certain way and, you know, I have these emotions and then there's these other people around that also seem to be experiencing the same reality I am. Yeah. You know, there's more grounds to believe that the, the other people are conscious and alive yeah, yeah. Than, than not. But I think that's the thing is when you, <clears throat> when you are just working off, like solo, just working with your mind, you can easily think yourself into corners like, like thinking. Because definitely like... um in the past for me I used to be very much like trying to figure out reality and I'd use things like psychedelics and, and different like chemicals to alter my states of consciousness so that then I could like perceive reality and and use that as like a way of understanding my own consciousness in a sort, mm. certain way but what I found was that like by taking different substances my my experiences were hard to track they're, they're all over the place I didn't know I couldn't really I didn't know what was happening to me you know I was having all kinds of wacky experiences like like in terms of the sense data that was getting to my to my perception mm. you say it like that so then it just caused me to enter into a deeper state of like bewilderment like wait what is reality like what huh like you just get into this place where you're just like wait is anything real like I can't figure anything out. Yeah. and you just get into this and it goes more and more down that Descartes line of just like losing your nut hmm. you know like is there a demon am i in a machine that's run by a demon that's exactly why in the the, the vedic system you would have a spiritual teacher mm. someone to help you understand and you also have your own experience which is meant to verify what the guru what the spiritual teacher and what the spiritual texts mm. are, are telling us and then it's a check and balance system like krishna explains in the bhagavad gita the second chapter that the wise have seeing that there's the real and the unreal. Mm. The real is in the, the conscious living entity or that spiritual spark. And the unreal is in the temporary matter. It, they, the Krishna defines even just in one sense, he does define what we see in the outside world, like the different elements as unreal because they're temporary. Mm. They're still real, but they don't, they're not eternal like the spirit soul. So as spirit soul is me to try and, interact with the spiritual energy more than the material energy and if we're trying to use the material energy in order to you know understand have more clarity about what's going on in the world um actually you're just fueling the problem mm. you're using material substances to understand something spiritual and it doesn't doesn't work yeah 
it's, makes sense. it's still trapped within the because you could use you could you could say material or like if you want to keep it on this kind of like metaverse theme like it's almost like the code like the 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 ones and zeros that make up the matrix is like the material world and then morpheus comes in and he gives i don't know you've seen matrix right? you've seen the new matrix as well haven't you? yeah i've seen the newest one is it good for, yeah i mean i thought i thought it was amazing really i've heard bad reviews but don't listen to bad reviews really? it, was, it was absolutely brilliant really but that scene go on because there's this um because it, it's, it's quite interesting because it goes over it in the film itself knows it's a sequel oh yeah you know so you have neo you know keanu reeves um he works in a, in a computer game company that's created the matrix computer game and it has all the characters in it and stuff in the matrix in the film yeah in the matrix no, inside he's, the matrix he's in the matrix again yeah and he's selling okay yeah but anyway as soon as he starts to think like oh wait a minute is this you know i'm going mad again i'm starting to think that am i neo again and things like that you know mm. and he has this psychiatrist that's saying oh are you having those episodes again really you know and then Anyway, it's revealed that the psychiatrist was actually um, part of the Matrix that was designed oh. in order to keep him there, you know. Why did he go back in? Um, anyway, know, this is like massive spoiler alerts. But, yeah. <laughs> but back to the first Matrix where it all started. Like the idea of, of um, Morpheus, that red pill, blue pill yeah. scene where, where Morpheus basically gives Neo a decision. You know, you want to... You want to stay in this illusory world? You want to stay in this matrix? Or do you want the truth? Mm. You know, and that's something that I know one of our teachers of industry, he said, no matter how unpalatable it is, most people prefer the truth to illusion. Mm. You know, so, you know, sometimes you might be quite happy in the in the illusion, but wouldn't you like to know the, the truth? So even if, you know, hypothetically, this metaverse gave you such a, a pleasurable place to live, and mm. but... I wouldn't be able to shake the feeling that, you know, but this isn't real, mm. you know. And that's why even without the metaverse, you might be walking around and thinking, is this real? You know, am I, am I is there, a, does my heart hanker for something more? Or, or uh, But there is the side of it where you, you your kind of point of consciousness does get absorbed into like a type of trance. When, Like, for instance, I told a story on, on Thursday about when I was a kid, I used to play RuneScape. Mm-hmm. which is like a a sick game. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a game where you like slay dragons and you get new bits of armor, you level up. I hate I hated games like that because you have to play them online with other people. I loved it, man. Like, well, you, that's, you'd be in the metaverse teleporting to your own bubble. I would, yeah. You wouldn't have I used to play, I tried to play things like World of Warcraft or when like the Xbox. Yeah, um, Call of Duty and all that. Yeah, and when it used to be Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's like these days. Neither do I. But... I just didn't because everyone was just so much better at the game than me, mm. and I'd just be like killed, and then I'd, especially in World of Warcraft, you come you come back as like a little ghost. Yeah, I didn't like that game. And some places, and sometimes I was stuck in this one place, and I was this ghost, and I, and I'd just keep dying. And every time I died, I'd literally have to spend about an hour and a half, two hours walking back to walking body. back to my corpse. <laughs> and I thought, why am I doing this? This yeah. is this is worse than real death. I'm it's stuck in this there. sort of artificial purgatory. So I just. <laughs> Turned the computer off and went outside. <laughs> I feel you. No, it's, it's true. But that's why you played the wrong game. Like RuneScape, you could like dress up, nice outfits, change your hair, like um, create the way you look. Yeah, but it's not you, is it? 
I mean, and one so, could argue so this, this isn't. But this is what I'm yeah, saying. Sorry. Is like, um, sorry. So like, I remember I was about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I was in my mother's bedroom, but not bedroom, living room. Mm. We were watching TV and I was just on the laptop. And I had all my, my gear that... I remember I used to pick this type of grass and turn it into string uh-huh. and then sell the string. That's mental. And then I'd get money for, the, for my time. Who would buy the string? People Other players? Who, people, yeah, players who want to make bows. <laughs> so I was, I was selling string to help people bow their... Yeah. Bow, you had your own little enterprise online. Yeah, I was a businessman. Yeah. And um, I was 11 as well. It, yeah. t- it taught me a lot of skills that was transferred to like spiritual life uh-huh. in terms of like discipline and like setting a goal and going for it. I honestly attribute so much that to RuneScape. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, I'd sold my string. I had this nice armor. And anyway, this, this, this higher level person came up to me. Mm. And he's like, hey, have a look at this. Uh-huh. He, sh- he showed me a sword. Like he had a two-handed dragon sword. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh. Is, that is really nice you know, mm. I could do with that I've just got 60 attacks so I can wear that mm. he said yeah you can have it we can, we can swap we'll make a swap but my friend you, my friend is the one who wants to swap so follow me so I just was Uh-oh, like oh see so you're only 11 and some strangers coming up to you asking you to, to follow him yeah and I was like I was completely blinded by the uh, by the money you know what I mean yeah I had dollar signs in my eyes and I was thinking okay I'm gonna do whatever this person says because I need that dragon sword so he, he I followed him and he walked, he was talking, he was sweet-talking me, telling me how nice my armour was. And it sounds a bit creepy now. Yeah, it does, yeah. But at that time, I was, like, flattered, you know? Mm. Um, what kind of person does this? <laughs> what kind of person plays this role of the other guy? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick on some little kids online and... Me, five and years later. Them. Yeah. <laughs> it jaded me. It was. <laughs> but anyway, back then I was innocent. So he took me up to the wilderness. He took me up to this place. I didn't know the wilderness existed. I was new, you know. And all of a sudden... You I were was... just a simple boy making your little strings. Yeah. For the, <laughs> for the, bow, for the bow, bow people, you know, the Fletchers. Yeah. Anyway, so we walk up. And I was like, oh, okay. He said, my friend's here. If you just wait a second. And I just saw out of nowhere... Looking this, bad. Yeah, this big guy, this like guy with like, go- like crazy robes on and a big staff. He just came out of nowhere, and he cast a spell that turned me into a block of ice. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, whoa, what? Wait, how's he? How's he attacking me? I didn't know I could be attacked, and I was frozen, so I couldn't move for fifteen seconds. And then he just stabbed me to death with a dagger. Really? Yeah, and I died and lost all my items. And I, as soon as I died, mm. I just burst out crying like it was it felt like i had died welcome to the world yeah but this is what i'm saying is like i i had toiled in that video game Mm. to get those strings to get my my pieces of armor and i was identifying fully with that armor like almost like my my sense of being had expanded into that little avatar on the screen you know Mm -hmm. like that was me oh yeah i've got my armor but when he killed me it also felt like i died like a part of me died like i lost i've lost that time i've lost that. that effort so like I started crying, my mother was like, Oh no, what's happened? She tried to write an email to the company saying it's not fair that he got taken mm. to this. Do they reply? They, they don't care. Like it's part of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, but uh, the point is is like yeah, I was the, Yeah, what's the lesson here? Yeah, I was I was identifying as that temporary sort of character, pixelated character on screen with his temporary items, and then I died and lost them all. Mm-hmm. And similarly in this this sphere of existence, we've got these bodies which have a shelf life, but we we as as souls are identifying as this body. Like this body is our avatar, and we put a nice scarf on it, 
a nice jumper. You got you got a nice necklace for there. Whatever it is, do you know what I mean? And um, <laughs> but that's the idea. Is like we we fully identify with what what things we have and 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 this 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 situation. But then this is a temporary situation too, and this will this will go away too. You know. Hmm. So the idea is that we we ident- we identify with our surround like we just naturally it's how we do it you know what i mean that's how mm-hmm. we, that makes sense yeah yeah i think that's i mean we hanker for something real mm. right and i guess that's the question then if so i guess that's what you say you know if that can if there's a metaverse and if there's you know if we can you know we obviously have the propensity to for our mind to enter into something else mm. and, and expand experience into that. it yeah so you know, it's a perfectly, I guess that's where we're coming from, right? That's a perfectly valid question to bring up is, okay, am I, am I experiencing the total of reality now? Yeah. You know, when I wake up in the morning, am I, you know, there's a, am I, am I this body? You know, am I, am I, is this real? You know, and if not, then what is real? Mm. And is there any higher purpose than life? You know, is it just, or is it just what you see? What you see is what you get. Mm. And I think where the yoga texts come in is that, no, there is, you are much more than just what you see. Mm. You know, you are more than just a, a bunch of blood and bones and yeah. muscle just, you know, running around this place. But actually there's your eternal statue and under spirit soul that has a, a higher a higher goal in mind. Yeah. Right? Meant for something higher. Yeah, that and that, that idea that we're not the temporary body is a very liberating and kind of like powerful thought because like speaking for myself before I came to like the Bhagavad Gita or any of this kind of yoga philosophy or whatever I was really like I felt like my time was just like my life was just like slipping like it was just going like time was just like wait I'm supposed to enjoy like I'm supposed wait Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like I'm supposed to make this body I'm supposed to like be doing something right now Mm. but like yeah I think that's the advantage of like like you know when I had to spend hours walking to my corpse on this game. You know, that made me think, no, I'm going to go outside, you know? Yeah, yeah. So similarly, but you can imagine if I was, because you get characters who are like so into the game, you know, oh, yeah. people, and they're like the highest levels and they've Dripping got all the different armor. armor and weapons and things. Spells. And they think, yeah, I'm this, you know, in this, in this place, I'm, I'm the king. Yeah. So then I'm going to carry on playing this game because this is, you know, I've got so, a status here, I've got a, a life here. Yeah, so I think that's why sometimes, you know, experiencing some suffering and happiness world can be beneficial for mm. spiritual life because it makes you question, whoa, 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 wait a minute now, I yeah. don't want to be, I don't want to suffer. Mm. So why why am I suffering? Yeah. And then that can be the questions that lead to why am I here? The unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. That's the, um, I got it on there. So that's, that's the like benefit of having this kind of, this type of avatar because that's another thing the yoga teaches the yoga texts talk about like um is that there's the living entity powers the body and experiences through the body so we have a certain set of senses based on our our physical body so um the way that my vision works is based on the eyes that i have so there's like a is a mantis shrimp or something like that in the in the bottom of the ocean and it sees 16 colors on the color spectrum Mm-hmm. So its whole like vision is like the psychedelic picture, mm. you know, because it has that certain type of sense that allows it to see in that way. And mm. same like dogs have certain senses. Well, no, they work that out. They work out that. 
I you can see that many colours. Maybe they make it up. Hmm. I don't know how... how anyway, go on, yeah. I was going to ask, actually. I don't know. So do a survey. Man, how many yeah. colours can you see? <laughs> I was going to ask, because go back to the metaverse then. Mm. What's, um... I'm still trying to... So what's, the fut- what's the future in this metaverse? What's going to happen? With the meta company. Oh, what are they Mark doing? Mark So yeah. all, a lot of tech companies are in this space now. They're developing... I remember like a year or two ago, you could buy some land. Yeah. I buy it, I just thought it was a con. Yeah, you can buy land. Meta. Snoop Dogg's selling land near his place. Uh-huh. And some, but that's what I mean. No one knows... what It's like the Wild West at this point, you know? Uh-huh. Everyone's scrambling for some kind of position. But the technology is, is getting there, you know? Like this new... This, I can't remember. It's like Internet 3 or Internet 4. Like it's a new level of the internet where it's now three-dimensional like because you can see the progression of the internet at first it was just like send a, a, a message mm-hmm. and then it was like a text a website on the screen and then it was like you can now have photos and then it was videos and then mm-hmm. so it's getting more and more <clears throat> deep but that's who knows where the metaverse is going mm. but in one sense it already exists mm. like 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 video games like fortnite um, there's, yeah. there's music artists having concerts on Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I always think. I don't know if it, I guess, what makes this metaverse so so different to what's happening now already. But I think it is what's happening now. But what the reason it's it's become like a topic is because the way Mark Zuckerberg has presented this, it's kind of his vision for the metaverse, and it's very it's a very vivid. If you watch the video, the mm-hmm. keynote, it's very like it's got like definitely got like dark science fiction vibes to it mm. but he's being totally serious like he's he's very much like this will make the world a better place mm. but but if you anyone who watches it gets like mm. a shiver down their spine like i'm not so sure if this will make the world a better place mm. and for me it was what i found quite interesting it's like um it's almost like he's trying to trying to be god mm-hmm. he's like trying to create his own universe like I'm gonna solve your problems. It's like a yeah. Imagine how much power Mark Zuckerberg will have in this yeah universe, the fake universe. Yeah, and and you can see that he's got that. He's like exercising that, and in that sense, it's quite a it's quite a dark desire, isn't it, mm. to to try and be God? It's going in the wrong direction. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I, going I, deeper into the illusion, yeah. deeper into the matrix. Yeah, it's Is it Wally? Have you seen Wally? Yeah, I put the clip. I put a clip in, in okay. on Thursday, on Wednesday, uh-huh. when they're all they're like plugged into like they're all fat and all, all the human fat. beings are just sitting. I, yeah, yeah, they're all sitting on like a little um, computer screen uh, on a little seat, and there's a computer screen in front of them, and they're talking to each other mm. on, through a computer screen. Yet their little pods are floating next to each other. Mm. Yeah, so that's where it seems to be going at best. Yeah. If not, it's Matrix. <laughs> Facebook are harvesting your thoughts. Yeah. They're so harvesting our thoughts. If you don't have to pay for the product, then you are the product. Mm. So all this social media and things, oh, this all comes free, but it doesn't come free. Yeah. You know, you're actually giving, you're giving your time and you're giving your attention. Mm. You know, our attention goes, energy flows. Banging. But that, that's, if you think about it as well, though. No, I was just thinking, there are some benefits to the... To metaverse. Yeah. Like, for inter- like the environment. People won't go anywhere. They'll just be in their little smelly bedroom. Yeah, I mean, but like the planet will probably regain some, unless there's some other like, I don't know, maybe they have to harvest some something to fuel people. I don't know how it works. Yeah, 
Plus, I also thought for like spiritual top, like spiritual thing, like we could have this podcast in the metaverse and have loads of people here, and 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 we'd be in like a virtual space doing a podcast and talking to people and mm-hmm. have some meta food if you can have food in the metaverse. Or, mm. I mean, that's the thing that when you can get actual scents. Yeah, yeah. Can I buy a sandwich, it? please? And you can taste a sandwich even electronically. Mm. I don't know. I think what should a power pad? said you know this was maybe 50 years ago he said between 50 100 years this whole what we're seeing at the minute this whole civilization is just going to collapse because at the minute it's built on you know just consume and consume and consume and we're consuming way more resources than the the planet can uh, replace so it's only going to last it's only going to last so long i think i think as well it's like um because Mark Zuckerberg, like when I said he's like, he wants to be God or he wants to, it's kind of like when the when the whole society is is built around being the richest, yeah, then the money becomes like the power. Do you know what I mean? Because now Mark Zuckerberg's got his money, so he can do whatever he wants. So it's like it's like not based around like personal interest. It's based around like a not impersonal thing. Like money is not money can't think. Money isn't like, money doesn't have morality, you know? So like when that's the bottom line, it's the same as the algorithm trying to figure out the best way to get your time. It's when the target is money, then like humanity gets pushed out the way. So like um, in school and stuff in the West, we're definitely taught like you need to have money and you need to have this situation. You know, like it's, it's definitely influenced that that, that's, that should be the goal of life is to get a good paying job. But then when you put that as the central focus of society, then everything becomes out of out of kilter. Like it's like, yeah, I know plastic is uh, destroying the planet, but or it's, it's cheaper for us to have our food from a supermarket that, you know, like mm. the supermarkets can produce veg cheaper, even though it might destroy the fields. There's no like multi multi crop. It's just monocrop. And like, so all of these different like mass farming, all for like to make things cheaper. Is actually like hurting the world, hurting the planet. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yes. No. There's no, you know, there's no real goal to society other than exactly what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita will make us depressed is just following our senses. Yeah. You know, and that's what if you have a, a culture that's just based on just trying to satisfy everyone's minds and senses without anyone, because actually as as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, by tapasya and by yagya, one gains happiness. Mm. So by performing some sacrifice, especially when you're sacrificing your energy for the benefit of others, then one starts to taste a different kind of happiness and mm. one's consciousness becomes elevated. But if we're just trying to, you know, the, the mind will always take the path of least resistance. Mm. And to me, it seems creating an artificial world is just to trying to facilitate um, the mind just going down this easiest path possible mm. just for our own enjoyment. But the repercussions of that is that no one really gets to uh, live a life that has actual higher aims, if that yeah. makes any sense. You know, you need to, you know, life is meant for self-realization and to, for that end, there's a certain type of lifestyle that supports that, mm. one of simple living and high thinking. Mm. But, and one that, where the mind isn't constantly distracted by just cheap, sort of sense inputs but rather actually deeply thinks and experiences 
the the soul's happiness in the relationship with Krishna. Mm. So I, I think like Shivramaraj, my spiritual teacher, our spiritual teacher said, you know, there's nothing like tasting food that you've grown yourself. Mm. Yeah. And just simple things like that, this, you know, society's lost, you know, no one knows if I got an average person today and said, okay, can you grow me a cabbage or something? Mm. You know, they probably wouldn't have a clue how to do it. You know, so we're so disconnected from those real raw things that eventually when everything does collapse, then we're all going to be lost, you know. Yeah, it's it's an artificial kind of thing. You just reminded me of, because um, you said no one knows how to grow a cabbage. Yeah. It just made me think, like, no one knows how to milk a cow. This is just like a side, this is where my mind's going. I know it's a bit yeah. side, but it's, it's kind of funny. Like, um, when I was in, uh, when I was about eight years old, or maybe a bit older, ten, my auntie... She she was big in her church. She invited me down to church summer camp. She said, you're going to get the opportunity to milk a cow. Hmm. So I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. I, I've always wanted to know how to milk a cow. And I got there, and there was a cardboard cutout of a cow. Right. <laughs> and there was a rubber glove with little pinprick holes in it, f- right. filled with milk. Uh-huh. And, and, and I had to I milked the rubber glove. Uh-huh. But that's just kind of like a analog- analogous to that, isn't it? It's like we're not really getting a real experience here. Yeah. Like we're not actually come and milk a cow. It's actually all false. It's all like yeah. a facade. Yeah, and th- and there's something a little bit missed there. You mm. know, similarly, where, because when you're having a, any relationship with other conscious beings, there's more rasa, Sanskrit, or flavor there. Mm. But if you're just interacting with dead matter, yeah, then there's no real relationship with anyone else who's conscious so you know that's it used to be you know above 90 percent of the people were engaged in agriculture or engaged with something to do directly to the food that they eat Mm. you know since um the industrial revolution now it's i think it's something like only like three percent of the world's population are involved in farming like that and the rest are involved in other superfluous things Mm. you know and that's what this whole metaverse and you know this you know, a lot of what people are engaged in is is to create things that are just need. They're not necessities of life. There's like, an emptiness there as well, isn't there? Like, because it's because when it all started, it was like, right, we're going to invent all these inventions so that we won't have to plow the fields anymore, hmm. and then we'll be free to do whatever we want. But like, the actual happiness is in that simple action. You know, like in that connection to the earth and everything around us, and living in sync sync with the universe. There's happiness there, because hmm. because there's also like that little bit of tapasya, like austerity involved. People are trying to avoid the austerity of plowing the field and doing things physically, and then by avoiding that, you just create more problems, more problems, more problems. Yeah, because it doesn't work. Yeah, hmm. they say, oh, it's, you know, it's hard work. Um, you know, washing all these clothes for the family. So hmm. hey, buy a buy a you know a washing machine. Yeah. So yeah, buy a washing machine. But then while because I'm not because I'm not um, engaged in these, that's hard labor anymore. Then I bought a washing machine, but I've also got to buy a uh, membership to the gym, yeah. and then go to the go to the gym every so often because I need to get this exercise. Or hey, we'll invent a car so you can um, go drive, to drive go, to the gym. Yeah, or you can go to places really quick. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. But then, oh, instead of working a place that used to be like a twenty minute walk for your house, you end up working a place that's an hour from where you live, and you get mm-hmm. stuck in traffic, and you would spend much longer getting there. Um, you spend lots of money in fuel and taxes and cars and car repair. So if you try and 
Prahlad Maharaj says the same thing in the Bhagavatam. When you try and solve a material problem with a material solution, you just get more problems. It just stacks on itself. Yeah. It just multiplies. Yes, and it's it's obviously true as well, isn't it? Like, mm. yeah, I I was going to say something, but I went blank. Mm. I love it when it happens. Anyway, thanks for enlightening me about the metaverse. We'll see what happens. That was cool, though. I like this new equipment as well. It seems we've, yeah, we've got a whole. What's this now. button do? Oh, that's the metaverse sound. Hold it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's creepy. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, if anyone has any thoughts about the metaverse, then uh, write in. Get in touch. Hi, yeah. Krishna. Hi, Krishna, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you very much, Bhaktrupa, for enlightening me. Thank you, Bhaktrupa, for enlightening me. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Bhaktrupa.